1: Hey everybody, Lori Hybe here. Welcome to the Social Capital Podcast. Our show notes are found at socialcapitalpodcast.com. I wanna give a quick thank you to you, the listener. I appreciate you and I want you to know that if there is ever anything that I can do to support you, please reach out. That being said, here are two ways that you can connect with me. First, uh, check out our Facebook group. It's called uh, Social Capital Network, a community of trust, reciprocity, and relationships. You can definitely get more involved in the networking conversation, connect with past guests and and other listeners right in that channel. If you'd like to connect with me directly, LinkedIn is the channel that you're going to find me on. Search for Lori Hybe. You can simply click the follow button as I post daily information about marketing strategy, tips, all podcast episodes, and any upcoming events. And if you'd like to connect, make sure to just send a note that mentions uh, Social Capital as a reference. I can't wait to hear from you. Social Capital Podcast is sponsored by Keystone Click, a strategic digital marketing agency that believes in order for you to properly market, you have to first understand your customer. You can learn more by visiting keystoneclick.com. All right. Today's guest is Dr. Mariah Wilson. Dr. Mariah Wilson is the principal and organizational dietitian for MW Advising. Mariah has an extensive business and industry career in the areas of manufacturing, information management, telecommunications, ISP, and the semiconductor industries of the Silicon Valley, California. At the companies such as 3M, uh, iMation, and Pentagon Technologies, along with many others. She's got some amazing information, and you're gonna love listening to her. So, all right, let's get her on. Mariah, welcome to the show. Thank you, I'm glad to be here. I am excited to have you here as well, because I know we've had some great conversations in the past, um, yes. let's let's talk about what you do. I know one of the things that is really important to you and really kind of the structure around your whole business is that word trust. So why is trust so important to the success of any organization and how does that tie into your philosophy?
0: So um, along with, with my entrepreneurial uh, endeavors, I also teach at, at, a, at the University of Wisconsin Stout here. And so I have a pretty extensive research background as well. And the research that I, I get into is in organizational exit. And so why are people leaving, leaving organizations? And uh, usually I get a, a sort of that kind of duh look, like, yep we know why people leave, and, but there's really a lot, there's so, so much more to it, and, and it's so important for organizations to really understand, you know, why are people leaving, and especially they're high performers, right, so, um, pretty much the number one reason that people leave their, their organizations. And and we hear this on, we see this on LinkedIn and we hear it in, in all kinds of leadership conversations, right? That, that people don't leave their jobs, they leave their bosses. And that's, that's really true. Uh, The number one reason though, is there's a betrayal of trust. Um, it's so they, you know, there's this trust factor that, it, that is so important in organizations. And so one of the things that I, that I do is, is work with leaders and work with organizations to, to strengthen that trust between the individuals of the organization, but the leaders and their teams, the leaders and their organizations. Uh, losing people isn't just a, a financial hardship. It's a a really big hit on morale and uh, the overall organizational culture. And the last thing any organization wants is to, you know, really hit that toxic realm. And it's easy to do when when we're not paying attention to trust and paying attention to those relationships that are part of that organization. Um, You know, yeah, we've got a job to do. There's no doubt about it. We've got things to do, we've got expectations to meet, we've got goals to meet, we have customer expectations, but that relationship side of the organization is as important as getting the job done. Sometimes uh, I'm fairly certain it's a little more important. (laughs) So trust is a a big factor and it's one of the things that that I love to talk about and, and love to continue to research too.
1: Yeah, I'm fascinated by your research, and, and what you're doing about that. And, you know, our world has changed so differently. Nowadays, and in, and in incorporating trust into the organization. I'm curious, is it the same on a face to face versus the remote working environment? How, how do you what are you observing there?
0: yeah well definitely right march 2020 talk about the one of the most disruptive changes we've seen in a long probably in a in almost a hundred years I, somebody said well in a generation and i thought no i think it's been a little bit longer than that um, the face to face versus the 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 virtual or the remote environment in my mind so the, the definition that i use for trust is is a is an individual's Willingness, belief, and willingness to act on someone's actions, decisions, and words. Right. So that's kind of how I how I approach uh, trust. The definition that I use. And the truth of the matter is, is there's, there's no difference between that face to face and the and the remote or the virtual. It's it's all in our actions. It's all in what we say. It's all in in how we interact. Uh, is it different? I mean. Of course, face to face is much richer. You can see the you can see the nonverbals. You can see body language, right? Mm, you can yep. see those facial expressions. Um, you know, you can you can. There's just so much there, right? That that you can see that you can't necessarily see in a in a virtual or a remote environment. But one of the things that's been interesting the last couple of years is listening to leaders go well we we need everybody back and we need them back now because we don't have good relationships anymore and and so I'll ask well why well people can't see each other and i thought okay but you're you're doing these great video meetings you're doing these great virtual events what why do you have to necessarily be in the same room in order to build a relationship and you don't it it's different. Yes. You do need some of that, you know, face-to-face time, but there's so much that we can glean. I mean, look at us. We're doing this podcast. I can't see you, but I can hear your voice. Yep. Yep. And, and so we can build a relationship that way. So uh, is it different? Yes. But it, the, the tenants are the same mm-hmm. building trust, being able to believe and act on someone's words, actions, and decisions. And it's the same thing in a remote or virtual environment as it would be in a face-to-face. I, what I would say as well is that it falls on us to do, to be more cognizant of it, right? When you're face-to-face, it's, um, I don't want to say it's easy, but in some ways it is, right? I, we've, been, we've been face-to-face for so long that we haven't really learned how to, how to do that trust-building and relationship-building when we're not face to face. So it's really pushed a lot of people out of their comfort zone. And it um, really, really, I, I gotta get back to the office. I gotta get back to the office. And uh, so it's, it's been interesting to watch over the last couple of years. Uh, the company, I will say this, the companies and clients that I work with that are successful at this trust building approach and relationship building approach, they make that time to connect it doesn't have to be on a video call. It could just be a phone call, something like this, right? It's the connection. Yeah. It's the connection.
1: I, and I, I, yeah, 100% I agree with that. Um, it is the connection. And it's hard though. It, it, it takes time. Yes, you're 100% yeah. right, especially with the remote stuff.
0: It is. And it, you know, and it's, it's, you're right. It, it takes time in the remote environment. I think the reason it feels hard and feels like it takes more time is because we have been face to face for so long. So we haven't figured out all the nuances of the connection. Right. It just takes a phone call. It just takes a, a quick, you know, your meetings don't have to be 60 minutes. They can be they can actually be 20
1: Amen to and that. <laughs>
0: you can, exactly, right? You know, they can I'm- be 20 minutes and you can have such a good connection, and there's that relationship building. And when you have that relationship building, you're building that trust. And that's what's crucial.
1: Totally. So, one of my observations um, with the remote versus the face to face trust. Is you have to be more intentional with the remote activities. You have, because the face to face just kind of happens. You know, it's easy for you to just step outside your office and, you know, start a conversation on a topic and, you know, establishing that rapport, building the trust. And um, because it's just happening in the flow of your day where the remote activity, you have to, be intentional. At least that's what I've observed with myself. I have to intentionally initiate dialogue, schedule the appointments and, and be thoughtful in, in
0: making the best use of everyone's time. Oh, exactly. And I, and that's what I think has been hard for people is that we haven't had to think about being intentional in our relationship building the way that we used to, because you're right. It's super easy to do when we're face to face you can see body language, you can see facial expressions. And, and that in itself is, is a connection, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And when you're in this remote and virtual environment, you don't always have that. And so th- the intention makes it feel like it's it's more work. And, and it is to a certain extent until you sort of get used to it. And so, you know, one of the recommendations that I, that I make, you know, uh, to not just to leaders, but my coaching clients is... Find a way, you know, you don't have to just do phone calls, find a way. Uh, I have some clients that all we do is text and we, we have, we're emoji freaks, right? Because, (laughs) (laughs) you know, that's what works for us, but that's how we build our connection. There are others that, that, you know, I communicate with on phone calls because they, they, it's important to them to hear voice. And and tone and it, it, that creates a connection. I have some people that only want to communicate via email, right? And I, I think one of the things that we have to do in this remote remote space is intentionally figure out what's the best way to communicate with the people that I'm I'm building relationships with. From a leadership perspective, that's a that's a little bit harder. Uh, you know, if it, depending on the size of your organization, you can't. Um, you Know as a leader myself, I would love to be able to communicate with every single person in the only way that they want to communicate. And, and when you're running an organization, that's not that's not feasible because the leader does have a have a job to, to communicate, hey, here are the expectations, this is what's going on. Uh, you know, and, and you talk about transformational and disruptive change, right? Leaders need to be communicating regularly, consistently a lot because people are looking to those leaders for that confidence, that vision, that direction through this, through this change, right? The key piece there is, is sort of agreeing on what, what method are we going to use or what couple of methods are we going to use and then being really consistent about that. Um, Even if there's not a massive update, if you usually send a message out on Monday mornings, if you don't have a lot to say, just go, hey, everybody, how you doing? Happy Monday morning. Let's make it a great week. That's all you got to say. But it's a connection. And that's that's what's crucial. That's what's absolutely crucial.
1: So what I'm hearing is I imagine a lot of leaders are overthinking this.
0: I wouldn't eat. I okay. I'll be honest. I wouldn't say they're overthinking it. I don't think they're thinking about it enough.
1: Okay, so Um, the exact
0: opposite then. (laughs) Well, and it's it's mainly because I mean think about this. You know, we we're going through this massive disruptive change, which is extremely scary. There's just there's a lot of uncertainty. I mean, any change, positive or negative, creates uncertainty. Uncertainty creates fear. And if we don't pay attention to that, fear will create chaos, right? So the great thing about communication um, is, is that ability to keep people in the loop. It, It shows respect, it puts accountability there. Communication builds trust. People may not like what you have to say. But the fact that you're telling them shows a level of respect that you're being transparent about what's going on. What I'm seeing right now is that there's a level of fear. Uh, let's just take manufacturers in Wisconsin. I, I just did a did a panel discussion with um, a couple of different manufacturers in the state, and it was a, a phenomenal conversation. And and we just we have a lot of leaders of organizations that are very scared. They're they're trying to survive. Um, there's not enough people to work there. You know, there's just lots of the supply chain has been, you know, massively disrupted. So our leaders are fearful, understandable. And, but what happens is when, when people become afraid, that's when the chaos ensues. And so when, I, when I'm saying they're not thinking about this enough, our leaders are kind of getting caught up in their own ego and I don't mean that to belittle anybody. It's it's actually sort of a normal human reaction, but in leadership, we need to really think about: okay, we're in this sort of uncertain, fearful environment. That communication is absolutely crucial, and it needs to be regular, and it needs to be thought about, and it needs to be um, it it needs to be at the forefront because that's what helps get people through uncertainty. So that's what I mean when I say <laughs> they're not thinking about it enough because they're so focused on the survival part of it. And again, natural human reaction, right? Sure. Yep. I mean, that's how we are in our personal lives. I don't, you know, I don't know why we expect less from leaders in that area too. They get scared as well. But they also have a huge amount of responsibility. And, and like I said, in, in times of uncertainty and change people are looking to them for that guidance, the direction, the confidence to move through this. And so the more open and the, the more connections we can make with, with the people that we work with, um, you just, it's, it's that continual building of trust and that's why it's so important.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, in, you know, you take care of your employees and people, uh, your potential next client or customer is going to see that and they know that if the employee is taken care of, then whatever you're doing for them or whatever they're engaging you for is gonna be taken care of as well.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Well said. Well said. <laughs> That's a perfect well, thank, way thank to put you. it. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: Mariah this is a great time to pause for a quick message from our sponsor. Social capital is sponsored by Keystone Click. Located in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, Keystone Click is a strategic digital marketing agency focused on helping their clients generate and nurture opportunities online. For social capital listeners, they've created an awesome Guide to Profits booklet featuring 42 tips on how to build brand awareness, generate leads, and nurture those opportunities online. Visit keystoneclick.com backslash profits to download your own guide today. All right. So a lot of the words I'm hearing, trust, communication, relationships, I think a common, um, a common theme is something that aligns with really what the focus of this show is, which is networking. And, mm-hmm. and so um, my goal is to help alleviate any fears that someone may have or hesitations or uncertainty when they hear that word. So can you share with our listeners one of your favorite networking experiences that you've had?
0: Oh my gosh, there there are so many. I think some of the more fun ones have been the ones that I just wasn't even planning. <laughs> um <laughs> it could, you know, I I'll I, I this is hysterical. And this is from my days in the Silicon Valley, but I I I was actually I was laid off from a job um, that was the start of the, the dot com bust, and yeah. um, and so you know I'm it, it's uh, I'm I'm driving around and um, I stop off because traffic was horrendous as it is in the Silicon Valley, <laughs> uh, and you know just stopped off um, there was there was a uh, restaurant near uh, one of our clients at the time was Intel. So stopped off, tried to let, you know, traffic die down. And, you know, as I'm sitting, I'm I'm sitting at the bar and uh, just having conversations with people. And and the gentleman sitting next to me was about to become my future CEO. You know, just it's that conversation, right? Just connecting and, and those kinds of things. Those are, the, those are the things that you don't plan for. The stuff that I plan for, probably the most fun that I have, uh, honestly, is LinkedIn right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, that has been, I have met some of the most amazing people. I met my business partner on a, on a goof. She read one of my blogs and we connected on LinkedIn and now we're business partners. Uh, she's in Europe. I'm here in the States. Uh, You know, we just we have a blast that way. The key is again that it's the connection, right? So even though I use LinkedIn, you as you as you connect with people, you find out how they want to connect, right? So some people love to use uh, FaceTime or WhatsApp or uh, phone calls or text, you know, whatever it is that they, yeah. yeah, texting, you know, those kinds of things. Figure out that way to connect with that person, and then then you can really build the relationship.
1: Yeah, you know that's that's one of our questions more so with with clients, but even people that we're fostering long term relationships with is I ask, what is your preferred method of communication? And even I've even done that with family. Actually, (laughs) think about that. I get it. Sometimes people don't get back to me, so I have. But just knowing, oh you prefer text or, Oh, you want a phone call. You know, it just makes life a little bit easier for everyone instead of making. Oh,
0: absolutely. Well, absolutely. And again, that's that you're building relationships, right? I mean, there's, there's so many, um, you know, I, when I'm, I'm talking about communication, especially with, you know, my students, that you know, there's four different styles of communication. And so, you know, typically we fall into one of those four and, So, yeah, the the sooner you can make a connection with someone and go, what style would you like, you're you're building a relationship, you're building that trust, and the networking becomes better. And it becomes better because, again, those little trust pieces, that that belief and willingness to act on someone's words, actions, and decisions, it all starts with that communication piece, which is, you know, it's key to networking.
1: Oh, Networking is
0: communication.
1: <laughs> yeah, it is. Li- communication is life, really. I know. This is uh, it is so critical to just to getting anything done, to, to establishing trust, as you talk about, and to just getting clear on expectations.
0: Um, yeah. Well, it, and I love how you important. say that. You know, communication is life. You're absolutely right. But it, how hysterical is it, though, that we we blow it so much? <laughs> Me too. Not just it I mean we blow it individually yeah it's like we blow it organizationally and it's mm-hmm. because we think communication is just so simple. And in so many ways it is. I mean really, there's a whole field of academic study called communication, right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The basic definition of communication is the transfer of a message yep from a receipt that right a sender to a receiver. yep. Boom, that's it. (laughs) And so I I have to laugh when I go, why do organizations, this is still the number one complaint of employees. Communication, pardon me, it sucks, right? That's the one thing they say. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing between individuals. And so I love that you say that communication is life because it's so true. That's how we build relationships, that's how we build trust, that's how we network but we don't pay attention to it the way that we should totally. And I, you know, I, I look at it as, you know, treating it like a, like a, treating it like a gift that you love, or if you are a parent, you know, treating it like one of your children, or um, we just, we need to think about it more. Right. Yes. And not just think about it as something so simple.
1: <laughs> well, and being intentional with it. And that, that's, I think what's, what's important in, in Absolutely. Having, having a purpose for our message and knowing and understanding the impact of the message that's being communicated.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely.
1: So how do you stay in front of and best nurture
0: your network in your community? Oh, there are a lot of different things I do. Um, I do try to, I, I really do try to I work hard to even just do short messages. You know, I haven't, haven't talked to you in a long time. Just wanted to reach out, let you know, I was thinking about you. I hope everything is well, um, you know, it, it, and I don't do, I, I don't do that from a, a brown nosing perspective, so to speak. I know some people think that's really trite, Uh but that's genuine for me. If you get a message like that from me, it, it really does mean that I was thinking about you. Something made me think about you and I just wanted to reach out and let you know. That's, that's big for me. Um, honestly, birthdays. Facebook <laughs> birthdays. birthday
1: reminders are great, aren't they? I <laughs> know,
0: I know. But it it is it's you know and from a networking perspective and and again not everybody shares their birthday but you know to those that are in your network that you know I mean there's nothing more awesome than just getting a hey happy birthday I hope you have a great day um
1: you know mm-hmm. I stay in
0: touch with my my former students you know and just check in every once in a while I think it's just it's that intentional thinking about your network and not just in a way that they can help you, but how you can help them.
1: Yeah. Um, yep.
0: you know, cause there, there's nothing more frustrating than the only time you hear from somebody is when they want something. And, it, you know, I'm not saying anything there that nobody knows, but you know, like I said, birthdays, it's a, it's a way yeah. to connect with somebody and, and say, Hey, yes, you're you're here. I I know you. I remember you, and I appreciate you. Um, it, it kind of aligns
1: with I would say my my second rule of networking, which is to give first, because no one no one wants to be associated um, with someone who's just a constant taker. You know, someone that's yes. only reaching out because they want something. Um, yes,
0: and, and and you know, and that give take. I I get it. Sometimes we get into spaces where we need to take a little more than we can give. Mm-hmm. and vice versa right it's a little like our personal relationships. sometimes sure. we're the person that you know but you can do that when you've built those relationships yep. and when it comes to networking it's just so important to make those connections and no matter how small it is um, maybe you came across an article that you thought somebody might be interested in um, you know connecting other people that, you know, I think in networking, that's that's incredibly important, especially for women. Uh, connecting more and more women to each other and, you know, empowering uh, people to reach out and, and and connect that way as well, uh, I think is, is super important. And, um, and the other thing, too, is that, you know, anybody that's participated, one of the other things I do, anybody that's participated in an event of mine... I, no matter what it is, I, I I try to reach, I I don't mean to spam anybody, hopefully I've never done that, but you never know. But I do like to read, well, I mean, you just never know, right? Um, I do like to reach out like once every six months, once, you know, even somebody would probably say that's not enough. But um, just to say, hey, here's what's going on in my world. These are some of the things that I've been working on. If you're interested in wanting to learn more, give me a buzz. It'd be great to hear from you. Um, but it's a nice way to kind of give people an update the, you know, here's what I've been working on for the last six months. Yeah. You know, and
1: I, I am a fan of doing that. I think it's important to just kind of nudge people, remind them that you exist first off. Um, yeah. <laughs> cause we, we all get just kind of, you know, sucked into the, our, the day-to-day activities that sometimes we forget yep. about like the big picture, the big picture goals, you know? Um, I mean, when did you and I first chat? What was that? That was like, oh my gosh, wasn't was it that a few June? months ago? Yeah. Something like that. Um, it was a great conversation, but absolutely, <laughs> we haven't touched base since then. So shame on both of us for that. I know. I know. <laughs> But this, you know, I, honestly, one of the reasons I do the podcast is as a means to stay in touch with people um, and, and to kind of nurture my audience a little bit further. But, you know, when you made that comment about sending just that quick little message, there's absolutely nothing wrong with it. And I think it actually goes even further to do that. And I, I've tried to get myself in the habit of someone's name just pops in my head out of the blue. I, I want to just send them a quick text message. You know, it takes me what thirty seconds to say, "Hey, was just thinking about you, wanted to say hi." You know, or just checking yep. in. You know, just that there, it there's. I I believe that you know the universe is telling you some reason to do that. <laughs> I don't know why or how or what. Well, and I would say that's where that's
0: where we overthink, right? It, well, do I really send a text or how is that going to look or? maybe I need to use the right words or, you know, no, just send the text and say, hello. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It doesn't have to be this formal draft of a, you know, of the, of the best words on the planet. And, well, you know.
1: and and sometimes I just send a little emoji, you know, if it's, if it's like to my mom, I just send her a little heart. So then she knows I was just thinking about her, you know, I don't need Absolutely. A dialogue of how's your day. And here's what I've been doing. It's just tape. Hey, here's a heart. Um, just Let you know I'm thinking about you. Yep. Um, So, you know, that's all you got to do sometimes. So, um, absolutely. I I love that. Um, Wow. We're just killing the time here. Um, I'm going to ask you a fun one here. So, Mariah, if you could go back to your 20 year old self, what would you tell yourself to do more of, less of, or differently with regards to your professional career?
0: Oh, boy. Uh, honestly, what I would tell myself is to have more confidence, be be strong in myself. I I was such a, I, you know, and even now I still I was such a comparer, right? It, you know, well, I you know I'm not as as good as they are. I need to be doing better, or you know, I don't have this now, and I need to be doing better, and um. That comparison, oh, it's such a, it's such a, um, it's such a roadblock and just, you know, be you, be confident, focus on your strengths because everybody on this planet has got something of value that they can give wherever they're at. But that comparison thing is, is just a killer and, you know, the best example that I can use is, you know, I, I got my PhD later in my career. I did it in my forties, late thirties and forties. And, um, and I have a friend that wants to get a second PhD and I'm really kind of questioning her mental state <laughs> because it was the hardest. It was literally the hardest thing I have ever done in my life. Totally the most rewarding, right? But it, you know, so I had this extensive business and industry experience, which was amazing, worked on this PhD a little later. So I'm, you know, in the academic life a little bit later, I'm in this entrepreneurial role a little bit later. And if you're going to compare yourself to everybody else, it's really easy to start questioning the things that you're doing. Mm -hmm. and, and they're actually, you know, the things that I'm doing right now are really, really great. And I, I'm just, I'm like insanely excited for 2022. I've got a book coming out. I've got new research coming out. I've got, there's some really great stuff going on with my company. I mean, I'm just so, so excited, but it's super easy to get caught up in that comparison and, and, I wish I had my 20 something self would have would have known that a little bit more. Totally. (laughs) Because it can be it can be a hell of a roadblock.
1: Oh, for sure. Yeah. It's that (laughs) that that mental game, you know, for sure. And yeah, that's that's definitely sound advice. So if anyone's listening, it's in their twenties, just throw that crap out the door. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Exactly.
0: Exactly. And call me if I can support you because <laughs> yeah, I don't want people doing that.
1: <laughs> all right, Mariah, I'm going to give you the opportunity to interview me. What is something that you'd like to ask me?
0: Well, with all of the work that you do, you know, not just the networking piece, but I, you know, I see the work that you do in helping, helping people with their own businesses. If you could say, well, what's the number one piece of advice you would give to someone like me as an entrepreneur? But I also have, you know, I have this other academic career too. What would what advice would you give me? Oh boy. especially going into 2022.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, there isn't just one piece of advice. There's so many pieces of advice I'd offer. Um <laughs> I one I'd say um build build your team, your allies, you know, whether that's a, a mm. mas- mastermind or your, your trusted advisors, you know, have those individuals um, close by and and really build those relationships as we're talking about that networking and that trust. I mean, the people that you can go to regardless of how detrimental the challenge is that you're facing and you can just pour your guts out to them and they're going to love yes. and support <laughs> and nurture you. That is so critical to have because entrepreneurship, although it can feel very lonely at the top, um, it shouldn't be. It, it is a team effort and you need that support team. So I'd say that's probably one of the most important components out there um, for the big picture of your business.
0: It is. And I, as you said that, I was just thinking about some of the things that I need to do get on my list that I would like to do in January, which is, you know, is connect and build that ally network Mm -hmm. that build my allies. So yeah. Excellent advice. Thank you. Excellent reminder too. (laughs)
1: That was a good question. I love the the surprise. Ask me a question. Sometimes I'm I'm like yeah right out and other times I'm just kind of winging it but that was I felt good about that answer too <laughs> okay <good.
0: laughs> well like I said you're no what you said is is so spot on and again right that intentional connection
1: mm-hmm.
0: but the, totally. you know yeah I'm with you because this year was definitely as an entrepreneur um, and as an academic this year was tough And I'm not the only one, I know I'm not the only one that felt that, but this was a year that you, I kind of really started questioning everything, you know, do I really want to be an entrepreneur? Do I want, what do I want to do? And (laughs) that's when you need, well, that's when you need that, that network and that's when you need your, your support structure. Mm -hmm. And you're right as an entrepreneur. And I will say this too, even as an academic, you, you kind of, you end up on your own a lot. And sure. so that that structure that you build, granted, these are people that may not quote unquote work for you, but they are part of helping your business be successful. Um, so yeah, that, thank you. Sorry, you just made my brain fire on like six different octane <laughs> levels. So now I'm thinking about <laughs> I'm thinking about how I want to do that here over the next six weeks. So (laughs) excellent advice, my friend. Love it. Okay, so um,
1: I guess what's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they're interested in connecting with you?
0: I would love that. Uh, My website is mwadvising.com and uh, there's a contact page there super easy to get a hold of me, uh, even an easy way to book an appointment if you want. and I would absolutely love to hear from you. Uh, I really, really strive to help uh, individuals and organizations maneuver trans, you know, transformational and uh, disruptive change. and there's a lot of that going on right now. So um, I, I would love to help and support uh, anyone that I can. So definitely reach out.
1: All right. We'll include all of that information in our show notes. Thank you so much, Mariah, for being on the show today. Thank you.
0: It is, this was fun and I'm so glad I could be here today. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. And we right. had a chance
0: to catch up. <laughs> totally. Yeah. It was a great conversation. I loved it. All right,
1: this wraps up our episode of Social Capital. A huge thank you to Mariah for taking the time to connect with us. As mentioned before, let's connect on LinkedIn, connect with me, connect with Mariah. I'm looking forward to hearing from you, and I hope you've enjoyed today's show. Most importantly, go reach out and connect with someone, reconnect with someone from your past, find someone new you'd like to connect with. That's what it's all about. Now go out there and build those relationships.
0: That's all for this episode of the Social Capital Podcast. Visit socialcapitalpodcast.com for show notes, more episodes, and to see who will be on the show next. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next episode.